yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is Heckaboy. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. And hey, you're listening to Stand Up Dads. This is Rob. And Mike. And this week we're going to talk about dealing with other parents, especially like on play dates and all that crap, because it sucks. <laughs> totally, man. Trying to find compatible parents. Yeah. Is... I mean, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> it's that's hard. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Took Kim and Owen to Tahoe this weekend. Oh, that's awesome. We How was playing... it? That was great. We were playing over at Sand Harbor mm. and Owen got to play with another, you know, with a group of kids for the first time in months. Wow. And I was having a blast. And So it was uh, a super spreader event. That's awesome. He had his mask <laughs> on the whole fucking time. So I was happy. But it cracked me up because he was talking to these other kids. So it was like a kid that was about his age and like his little brother and then his little, little brother. Aww. It was funny because the kid was like grilling my kid. What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite Pixar movie? What's your favorite Disney movie? What's your favorite this? What's your... uh, Owen was just like, can we just play? This is too much. This is like school. I don't want this. <laughs> but then uh, Owen asked him, where do you go to school? And these guys are from like down south, like LA. Oh, okay. And, you know, so I dodged a bullet where I had to do, you know, become friends with another parent. Nice. So the kid goes, I go to blah, blah, blah school, and my little brother's too young for school, so he just goes to the church. And Owen blurts out, church? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, man. He is the best. I promptly go in. I'm like, ah, fuck, I got to change the subject. And I'm like, Owen, look, that seagull pooped on another (laughs) seagull. And, of course, that was all it took. What I love about Owen is he lives... So far, I know he's young. I don't know if he'll keep it forever. But he lives and says the type of things that you just wish you could say. Oh, he yeah. is like Rodney Dangerfield in the movies or, you know, like he's someone where it's like. Id. Yeah, he will just say it. Yeah. And, and, and he does not miss a chance for slam dunk joke moments like that. <laughs> That's the, awesome. It was funny because I looked over at the kid's dad to see if he was going to be like, <laughs> get away from these demons. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to sit around. Okay. And, but he, so he was, wasn't levitating with his no, uh, Bible. <laughs> but he was, well, the mom wasn't around. So I don't know if she okay. would have, but it just cracked me up because he just sat there and he just did not want to get up for anything. Oh, so he would. No, he was just like, oh, I thought he had fun. He was having fun or no, the dad was just hanging out. Oh, the dad. Oh, I thought yeah, the, the dad did not want to get up no matter. Like, oh, I thought you meant Owen like he was having a blast. <laughs> no. But the kid, the youngest one, was grabbing handfuls of sand and just throwing it everywhere. And the dad just goes, stop doing that. You're a bad kid. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I started laughing. And I was like, okay, we got to go. I mean, we did have to go. It wasn't because of that. Stop it. You're a bad kid. You're a bad kid. (laughs) Did I tell you about when we went up to Tahoe and we saw the little boy that was super bored. Mm-mm. So me and Oli went up and we were sitting like away from everybody. But this little boy, like at the beach, everyone mm-hmm. else is having a blast. Yeah. This boy, probably like 20 feet from us, just walks and then just falls flat, whole body just flat face into the sand, just bored. 
like mm-hmm. like a cartoon character yeah. board. And then we watch him, and I'm like, look at this kid, Oli. <laughs> so bored at the beach. Like, how can you be this bored at the beach? And the kid starts taking sand, and he starts to, like, shove it in his mouth. So we're like, ew. <laughs> like, that bored. Then he starts packing it in his nose. <laughs> what the fuck? And we're like, oh, my God. And then he's pulling it out of his nose, like, meh, meh, meh. but then he puts the sand back in his mouth that he had already pulled out of his nose. <laughs> and we were like, this is like, this is better than TV, you know? And then finally you hear a bah, 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 and he gets up and runs. So whatever his name was, the parent was yelling for him, you know? I've never seen that, like that level of boredom. I don't know if that's bored as much as special. Yeah, cave, a little cave sucks. kid. That sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just, I want out of here so much I'm going to eat sand. <laughs> That's how I was, man. I fucking hate the beach. Why? I hate the fucking beach. It's just, <laughs> the sand gets everywhere. It's just, mm. I'm an old man. I love the beach, but I love more so places with warm water. So like when I, I will here. not go in the water here, yeah. like for the beach here, I really just like to like kick back be in some shade, maybe draw, read a book. Like if Oli comes with me, then I'm playing, you know, we'll make castles or play sand, you know, but I don't get in the water unless it's freaking Hawaii or the Bahamas or whatnot, you know, snob. (laughs) it's too freaking cold, man. It's all rocky. Like I am a snob, like, and especially once I finally went and remembered, because they took me, they always say like, oh, you went to Hawaii when you were two. It's like, that's rude to even bring that up, you know? But I went when I was 16 with my Mm -hmm. grandma and my mom and uh, my brother. And then from that point on, I was like, oh man, California beaches suck. (laughs) 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 Sorry, man. I love, I love California, but the the beaches suck. Once you get to a good beach, you know, like a real beach, like Hawaiian, and then later, you know, being able to go like, I don't know, Bahamas or the Gulf of Mexico side of Mexico down that way. Those beaches, all those beaches are better. Puerto Rico had some beautiful. I don't want to fucking talk about it while no countries will let us in. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about it as if like, yeah, that'll never happen again. So fuck. (laughs) All right. So back to uh, (laughs) dealing with other kids' parents because you have to on occasion. We're probably going to talk a lot of shit about parents yeah. in this episode. And I want to preface this that because one of the things I'm going to talk about is we shouldn't judge other parents. But we're terrible people. so Exactly. <laughs> so I have a clip from Louis C.K. that kind of will be a nice, it doesn't spot on talk about what we're talking about, but it gives a nice intro as to why we shouldn't judge other parents. Yeah, here it is. Here's the thing. I never, 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 never judge other parents now. I never do. I used to, but I never do. Like, you know when you see a mother in McDonald's or someplace or in a toy store and she's just melting down on her kid? She's like, shut up. I hate you. You're ugly. (laughs) And people are sitting around going, oh, my goodness, she's a horrible mother. Well, guess what? Those people aren't fucking parents. They don't have kids. Because any parents who are in that store are thinking, what did that shitty kid do to that poor woman? (laughs) That poor woman. I wish I could help. (laughs) So thank you, Louie. So that's kind of where we're at because, yeah, we're going to say horrible things about parents here. 
but not on purpose. It definitely is one of those things becoming apparent that you get it. Yeah, it changes your whole outlook on, you know, there's certain things where it's like, until it happens to you, you're like super judgmental, like, why would you ever do that? And then you go and you go, oh, now I know why you would be like, like that book, get the fuck to sleep. Exactly. (laughs) Well, so I've got like four different articles. We're not going to go totally in depth with these, but they are interesting. And there are links in the show notes, so go check them Mm -hmm. out. The first one is called 10 Ways to Cope with Other Parents. And it's kind of like a golden rule on dealing with other parents and actually dealing with other people in general. Like one of the things, and this is a huge one because I always hate parents that do this, don't compare because when you're comparing your kid to theirs, someone's going to end up on the shit end of the stick because oh yeah, I don't want to bring up anyone specific, but there are people that we have known that would yeah. go to great lengths to put Owen down while they were praising their own kid. Yeah. Like, oh, I see that your kid's not very good at climbing, whereas mine, look at him yeah. go here. And it's like, you fucking cunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, but the thing is, don't get drawn in. Yeah. You know, if I do compare, I'm going to end up, in a lot of ways, you know, I'll be like, that was fucking awesome. My kid's great. And then in a lot of ways, I'll be like, well, fuck, he's not good at that. So yeah. it's just stupid. You're just going to piss yourself off. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying don't get involved in gossip because it's funny because Kim hangs out with some moms and one of them that she really likes, she notices she talks a lot of shit about other parents. Yeah. And then it dawned on her. She's like, she probably talks shit about me when we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably not wrong. So, but they get along. So it's not, you know, if she, if she is talking shit, it can't be that bad. Yeah. I don't know. But Kim, you know, <laughs> takes, since she's the stay-at-home mom, she has taken a lot of fucking bullets because of this, because she's the one that takes the kid on play dates. And I've gotten to avoid all that crap. Oh, it drives me nuts. There was one time when Oli was younger and we were still married, we were uh, vegan for a while. And we were at <laughs> like, uh, don't you Forcibly. laugh at me. <laughs> Forcibly vegan. But she was at a preschool and it was a super cool little preschool and yeah you know, it's like this little old like red building's been there forever you know olivia we'd be like oh she can't have the you know cupcakes or whatnot and one of the days i was there i like i was always there it just mm-hmm. happened to be a time where i think it was the summer summer or something where i was um i was just there all the time and they had like a party and i i walked out in the front and one of the parents helping was like oh man the I went back there and some of the kids were eating leaves and I was like, oh man, that's funny. And then she's all, well, that would be on Olivia's diet though. Right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, not funny, dude. I was like, I just, I just filed it away. It's like you fucking asshole, you know, you know, the rotten lady. I don't know. I just think like, that's the type of thing. Like you want to make jokes like that. We better be friends. <laughs> you, I don't know no you. Sense of humor, goddamn. No, no, I don't <laughs> like that. That lady was rotten, man. She was she rotten, was, but and she was snob. Yeah, I'm mad snobby. that I didn't come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're friends, it's yeah, different. Yeah, totally. But with that, I was like, you, you know. Well, I never. I didn't want to be vegan, but but fuck you. If you're gonna, it's the yeah. same thing as like. I can I can bug my kid or one of my friends, but if you say something, then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's odd, man. Yeah. Like you, you're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> I got it. Well, you know what? 
along those lines, the next next point is don't be walked on. So if says yeah. someone says something that pisses you off, fucking tell him. I mean, obviously yeah. be you know tactful yeah. about it. Olivia's really good with that. I always praise her when she does that. When a kid will say something, she'll go, "What do you mean by that?" Oh, she's gonna be fine, dude. She's yeah. gonna be busting balls. She's better than me. Yeah. Yeah. What she's... do you mean by that? Explain what you mean by that. And then yeah. it's like, oh, it was, <laughs> it was only one shot. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing beyond it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the next one is your home, your rules. So if people are over at your place doing shit, they do things your way. But they should the, never make it that far. <laughs> well, but then on the other side, if it's at their home, it's their rules, and you better abide by that. Yeah. So there's some others. They were interesting. And then I found this article that I just love the headline. Hmm? Do you hate your kids' friends' parents? <laughs> if you hate your kids' friends' parents, you're not alone. You're not so, alone. And there's some out there that hate us. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of looking at their big point about the whole throughout the whole article is remember that it's about the kids. So let the kids be buddies and just kind of steer clear from the parents as much as you can. You know, I've give. gotten super lucky. I have, yeah, you to, have. Like, I have to just pray like the ones that Oli has decided to be like great friends with. I have been so lucky that like we said, it's what are the chances of like compatibility with the parents where mm-hmm. your, your kids are concerned. Yeah, like you and Matt, the guy we have yeah, on Matt. the board games. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I'm awesome. jealous. Both of them are hilarious. Yeah. Oli's got more than one friend that they're all like, there's not one that I'm like, Oh no, not that one. And that's, I think has to be rare <laughs> to well, be like, enjoy it while you got it. Yeah. You know, when you're at school events and stuff, there are some where you're just like, ah, we do not mix. <laughs> but it's not ones that come. Well, I'm so Luckily. fucking, I don't know if it's an insecure thing or just, you know, because at the same time, I'm thinking, oh, this guy doesn't want to hang out with me either. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just make the best of it. Uh, so I don't know. But they're talking about pretty much if you can, just let the kids hang out and avoid, you know, just don't get too involved in it at all. However, yeah. if you dislike the other parent because of safety issues, like, you know, there's drug use in the house or stuff like that, then yeah. you have to end that fucking relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and if it's really bad, you might even have to get involved to get that kid saved. Yeah. Anyway, so we got another clip and this one goes to, back to Louie. That was one of the first things when I became a parent, you know, his comedy helped me out so fucking much because he was the one that pulled that curtain back to say, look, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Mm-hmm. This is a clip called Other People's Kids. Anyway, I don't, I don't know why I'm su- such an asshole. I really am. I, I, I have, I, I'm grumpy. I don't, I, I get impatient with people quickly, you know? I just get tired of, when people are boring, I want to kill them, you know? <laughs> and that's not fair. <laughs> I used to like people more. But now I have children, and that changes your life. Changes your life in a lot of ways. Like, you spend a lot of time with people you never would have chosen to spend time with. Not in a million years. I spent whole days with people, I'm like, I never would have hung out with you. I didn't choose you. Our children chose each other based on no criteria, by the way. They're the same side. They don't give a shit who they make me hang out with. Make me. My daughter had a play date the other day. This this kid comes over. And his father brings him, and his father brings his fucking face into my house, <laughs> and I have to ask it questions for an hour and a half. Oh, what do you do? I don't care. God damn it! <laughs> what other shit are you passing on that little faggy you brought over here to play with my kid? I don't. I hate your son. I hate him. 
He smells. <laughs> Gets too close when he talks. Can I have raisins? Yes, you can have just stand. Dude, I'm not. You're not mine. I don't love you. Do you understand? I don't have any. No love. None. I, I don't even have an instinct to protect you. I don't care if you die. I seriously. I won't do anything if you die. I'll have I to won't do you. anything. Okay, so there's that. That's okay, hilarious, that man. So much. Yeah, because we are forced to, uh, you know, deal with people we don't really want to deal with because of our kids. You know, I will say, though, that you have to at least give it the chance because I think the lucky thing was, like, had my daughter not started talking to, you know, a few of their friends, like, say, Matt, mm -hmm. I think we wouldn't have talked to each other because we were just sitting there. Like, I think I might have been drawing and he was on his phone or something. Sure. So then once they talking, then it's like I could have just been, hey, what's up? And that's it. But talking, yeah. then it's like, oh, man, we're into the same stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And that happened the same with another friend who was a good friend, Barry. We actually met at the preschool, but didn't mm -hmm. really talk. Yeah. You know, I was like, whatever, you know, and then, but we kept running into them at the father-daughter dances. And then once they started hanging out, then it was like, oh, my God, I get along with you. You're hilarious, you know? like Cool. But wouldn't have known. I could have totally just sat there and been like, whatever. What's up, you know? And fuck you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have yet to have that happen. But, uh, you know, so where, you know, Louis points out how our kids make us hang out with people we don't want to hang out with, Al Madrigal has some wonderful advice that we should all follow. <laughs> Here we go. I do have some advice. I, I think we all need somebody five years ahead of us to give us a little bit of advice. And this is weird stuff that you're probably not going to hear anywhere else. But first of all, if you have a little kid and you go, to the, don't give anybody your phone number at the park. Sounds <laughs> 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 like something you would never do. Why would you, like, that's where the hobos exchange information. <laughs> but what happens when you have a baby is you go to the park and a kid starts playing with another kid and then they get along. And then some weird mom comes over and goes, Hey, how you doing? My name's Gloria. And the kids seem to be getting along. I was going to give her a number. And then you start hanging out with those people. And then your wife goes over to their house for a play day because the kids get along and it's a proximity thing. And then the wife comes home and says, Hey, her husband Bob seems pretty cool. You should start hanging out with Bob. Oh. I'm hanging out with fucking Bob. I don't want to hang out with Bob. I want to hang out with my friends, people think I think are cool, right? I, I took over the play dates at one point because I just couldn't take it anymore. And see, I don't care if my little kid matches up with the other kid. I just want to hang out with cool people. My little kid, my kid hated this other kid. And we were at a play date one time. He goes running off. He goes, <laughs> Scotty bit me. And I said, come here. Let me explain this whole thing to you. To you. Scotty's daddy has box seats at the Staples Center. And... Scotty's mommy is a former Hawaiian Tropic model, likes to wear tight-fitting clothing and high heels. You better work it out, because we're staying friends with Scotty, and I don't care if he's a cannibal. You make it happen. Daddy needs this. Daddy needs this. Uh, I love that. That's hilarious. Ah, fuck. Yeah, we have not had good fortune with that. I remember when we moved up here. So we're up in the Sacramento area, kind of. We moved up here from the Bay Area, just like you did. Mm -hmm. And we did notice that people were a lot friendlier up here. Oh, did you see that same thing? 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, I felt like you have to really look around to find anywhere that's out here that's as crazy busy as the Bay Area. So I think it puts you on edge when you're stuck in the traffic and the Bay Area, you drive like it's freaking death race, you know? Um, So things I feel like it's a little calmer out here and people actually will say like hi to you and you'll be like, what? Are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's where we got thrown off because yeah. <laughs> when we first moved up here, like I'd be in Target and someone would go, Hey, you know, I'd have Owen with me. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, what are you? We just start talking. I'm like, Okay, this is kind of weird, but okay. Yeah. I guess this guy's being friendly. I guess that's how they are up here. And then I bumped into him like two more times, like, Okay, this is fucking weird. <laughs> he starts asking me about what do you do for a living? And I'm like, why? He's like, well, just, what do you think about your financial future? Fucking oh. I was for a pyramid scheme trying to get me to get hooked up. Yep. And I've Tim had two of those thing. out here. Yeah, yeah. Tim has two. That makes me so mad because they do just, they, it's like, yeah, you'll be two aisles more and then they'll talk a little more and you're like, yeah. okay. And then after that, you're like, once they, and I'm bad at like, I'm I'm really bad at, concealing my first reaction sometimes Mm -hmm. so i know both times when they went what do you think your financial future i was like oh yeah like come on i'm like no 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 i'm fine and Oli's like why are you being mean (laughs) no 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 (laughs) i had a couple of them it wasn't the financial thing it was uh what church do you go to oh i haven't had that one yeah not doing that one so You know, in Owen's words, church, ew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I've never. Oh my God, church, ew. There's the name of his first comedy album. <laughs> church, ew. Church, ew. Live from Folsom Prison. Oh uh, no. <laughs> fucking A. All right. <laughs> so the other article I had, I'm just going to summarize it. The article is just called Parent Clicks. Yeah. If this is you, knock it off and quit being an asshole. It wasn't cool when you were in high school, and it's really not cool now when you have kids. It always ends up hurting the kids eventually, so please knock it the fuck off. What uh, was that? Parent clicks. Oh, parent like, clicks. I see, I see. I didn't hear it at the beginning. Parent clicks. So, you know, you see the parents that just kind of have their own little group of the cool parents. Yeah. And it's like, eh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's like a little sorority or fraternity. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know what? I want no part of it. <laughs> exactly. You're still cleaning yeah. up dirty underwear. Yeah. And then more along the line of other parents and playdates and all, or not, yeah, playdates. I got a clip from Greg Barrett. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this one's called Playmate Playdate. Ah, God damn it. I didn't share it again. <laughs> Edit here. You got to leave that in. I like that. God yeah. damn it. Fricka, fricka. <laughs> so here's Greg Barrett with Playmate Playdate. My wife and uh, my, uh, my eldest daughter, who is three, belong to a playgroup with other moms and their kids. So my wife goes to playgroup the other day. I'm in a coffee shop. She calls me. And she tells me that one of the women from the playgroup will soon be appearing on the pages of Playboy magazine. Oh, that's interesting. And odd to me because I only know this woman in the context of being a mom. I've only ever seen her in the playgroup setting, so it's always been baggy shorts, vomit on shirt, gummy bear in hair coming out of the van. Not a bad look, not hot. Do you know what I'm saying? Just that's how I know her. 
And then I don't, I've only just sort of know her and she's in my mom category in my head. And then, you know, then I will see her later on, say at her son's birthday party or something, and I will have also seen her bush. <laughs> so, <laughs> gonna, yes, yes, I'm going to look. And I say that to my wife. Well, who wouldn't, please? And I say that to my wife, and she laughs because the word bush makes her giggle. And then she says to me, well, I've already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know where I am. I don't know. I didn't pay for this call. I don't know. I don't know where I am entirely. And so then I say, as you would, what? And she says, well, she showed me her bush. We were talking about her upcoming appearance in Playboy, and we were discussing what would be the proper haircut for such an event. <laughs> and so she showed me her bush. And I'm like, stop saying showed me her bush. <laughs> Slow it down, tell it slower. Don't just fucking jump to bush. What's she wearing? Set the scene, it's a great story. Tell it right. Tell it right. Is she wearing a skirt? Does she unbutton pants? How does it go? <laughs> Slow it down. So then she says, and I swear to you, every word of this, absolutely true. So then she says, well, I showed her mine. <laughs> now I'm having some concerns as a parent. I'm just curious, say, where are the kids during Bushfest? I just want to know, during your pull your pants down party that you're having, where the kids might be. Pull down your pants <laughs> So then she says, well, they're out on the lawn with her husband. And I'm like, well, then I guess I just have one question. And she's like, what's that? And I'm like, how come we don't go to their house for game night? <laughs> Uh, how come we don't go to their house for game night? I fucking love that. That's uh, awesome. And this was in 2009, I guess, when women still had Bush. Because that's something you don't hear about much anymore. <laughs> I usually think about 70s or whatever. I don't know. It kind of lends itself to uh, the next one. And I think this one we can all relate to. Making friends with other parents is like dating. It is, man. And for it Mike, is. this is more true than anything because <laughs> have you had the talk with Oli where you say, Oli, you need to only make friends with kids that don't have daddies? <laughs> no. Are you sure? No, but I'll be like, be on your best behavior. <laughs> Tell him you want a stepmommy. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Stepmommy? You mean a stepdaddy? Oh, you want, uh, never mind. I'm all mixed yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm like, uh, sorry, man, but yeah, no, I don't want to. <laughs> but it really is kind of like a dating thing because it is because you're like, yeah, you're still, it's totally like compatibility. Yeah. You know, you almost have to be like, you know, do we have anything in common? Do we like to do the same things? I don't know. It makes it, I don't know, it makes it more fun if it turns out you guys can actually talk or yeah. go do stuff, you know? I don't know. I think you actually put this in my head. You know, maybe they should have an app 
for parents to find each other, you know, because you have Tinder and Grinder and all that crap. Yeah. We could make yeah. one called Kinder. Your parents <laughs> could find each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could put a little profile on 48. My kid loves fart jokes and I like baseball and bourbon, something like that. <laughs> yeah. You could hang out. Yep. Yeah, so that article, Making Friends with Other Parents is Like Dating, it was funny. Uh, it was written by a woman named Liz Lentz, which is a <laughs> mouthful. She says, I struck up a conversation with a mother at my daughter's preschool. I thought it went well, so I asked, want to go out for coffee sometime? <laughs> she shrugged. You should go out with my sister. You both seem to need friends. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so much like dating. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you're no, not thank you. You might like each other. Oh my god, but that's then they so get, messed up. Like some tips on how to meet other people without being creepy. You know, it just says start close to home. You know, it says it seems kind of awkward, like you're going out to pick up another parent. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of like you know, just talking about you know people meet each other at you know school events and all that crap but yeah then they say make the first conversational move and initiate contact without expectations you know because if you just like you said you guys were just if you and matt were just sitting next to each other and you could have gone the whole day without talking oh yeah would have never known all it took was one of you guys to say something yeah well and and that was just you know Oli and lily became friends yeah so, but I still could have been, you know, you still could be like, yeah, what's up? Hi. And still not say yeah. something, but that's where you have to be able to at least figure it out if you get along or not, you know? Well, I brought it up here where I was talking to a parent. It was going well and we were walking to the parking lot and then I see his car covered in Trump stickers and I'm like, all right, we're done. Dang it. Yeah. But yeah, but along the lines of what you were talking about, the next one was let your kids do the talking. Oh yeah. You know, I looked at it as your kid is your wingman. <laughs> yeah. Oli, she's pretty. Go talk to her daughter. <laughs> and Oli would be so not on board with it that she'd be like, be. "All right." Well, that's when she had determined, yeah, for that brief period. But she still wasn't a good wing a wing person like you, like Owen was. <laughs> yeah. Well, and but Owen cracks me up because like we'll be in the front yard, and like there's a lot of joggers and walkers on our street. Yeah. And he's notorious for, hi. Where do you live? <laughs> Where like, do you live? <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, tonight, Oli was all freaked out where Amazon, because my apartment's in the front, yeah, they'll just dump. They had two different apartments stuff just dumped in front of my house. They didn't want to so go upstairs? Like, no, complete different buildings, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, so... I'm like, all right, so either I got to take them in the house and wait till I can take them to the office or we just walk them over and leave them at the houses. Sure. So we walked and found the apartment, but she was like, no, why? <laughs> we can't go there. She's like freaked out. Like people are going to yell or something. Oh, and I got most of my knock because I don't like walking up to a, a door and then walking away, like leaving it. I don't know. So I'd knock. And we just said, hey, this got left there. Both people were super happy. And That's she's cool. like, oh, it went good, you know? See, that pisses me. There was somehow I got like someone's medication. And I knew it was medication in my mailbox. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this person needs it. So I just drove over. And it was like two blocks away from my place. Yeah. Found their place, walked up, handed it to them. I was expecting like, uh, oh, thanks. And looked and said, yeah. I'm like, uh, this 
this was in my mailbox. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't get that. That's weird. You're an asshole. Go for it. Yeah, why wouldn't you say thank you? That doesn't make sense. All I told Oli was it doesn't matter if they're nice or not nice. Yeah. Had this happened to us, I would want someone to like, I'm like, what if this was gifts for you? You know, like I would want it or gift for grandma or something like I would, I would want someone to bring it here. If I'm like, if it was in the day, I would have taken it to the office and the office would have called, Sure, you know, but I just didn't like the idea of like keeping the stuff here. And then, cause then what happens? It gets busy the next day and then, then you know, forget about it. Yeah. I don't know. Regifted at Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, man, how lazy, man. And then you totally know they just marked it as delivered, you know? Yeah, it's it's a tough job, man. Yeah. Those guys are under a lot of pressure. Anyway, speaking of pressure, they say if you do have a play date for the first few times, do it outside of your house so you don't have any pressure. Nice. It's stressful having people at your place. Yeah, and people, you got to know the people before you come over because the friends I have, I always, they the ones that just understand too that your house yeah. Your house looks like it's lived in by a kid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no matter what I do, I can't imagine one day if we get a house, like this, just this little apartment, dude, is impossible to keep every room <laughs> yeah. organized. I saw a meme. It said, my housekeeping style can be described as, there appears to have been a struggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine <sighs> is like shuffling, shoving everything into one spot. Yeah. Like everything just basically my room is is just a destruction right now cuz everything will just get moved back there to straighten up, you know, if someone's coming over, she's going to have a play date or whatnot, you know. Or some girls coming over for Well, then I got to clean the room. <laughs> <laughs> then it becomes then it's like Oli's not here, that stuff's going in her room. <laughs> well, appropriately you should accept that not every relationship is built to last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let them just come in and go, ah, just uh, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, they say to put in the effort to maintain new friendships. Because it is fucking work. Mm-hmm. Along those lines, like Kim is always trying to, you know, tell me like, you know, it's kind of like Al said, well, this person has a husband. He seems friendly. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. She's like trying to set me yep. up. Yeah, trying to set you up. It's like, God damn it. I don't want to fucking do that. I like that joke guy where he said he took over the ladies. Totally. It makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the last clip. This is a guy named Stuart Goldsmith, and it's called Grown Up Playdate. Here it is. At the age of 42, my wife is currently trying to organize a grown-up play date for me to go on with another man in order that I make a friend. <laughs> it's true. I don't, need, I don't need your sympathy. I don't need your sympathy. I'm very happy. Uh, I'm not lonely, but I moved house. We had a long-distance relationship, and then I moved. I left the city that I love to be with the woman I like. And um, <laughs> the difficulty I have... You're clapping too hard, sir. That tells us more about your life than mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the I, I now have is that I don't meet other dads of young children, people I've got stuff in common with. They all work during the day and socialise in the evening. I have to socialise during the day because I work in the evening because of you. 
so <laughs> the difficulty that I have is now we met this guy. We met this one guy, Ollie, a perfectly nice guy. Ollie seems like a nice guy. We met him for five minutes uh, at a toddler rave. That's how I'm spending my Sunday afternoons now. A toddler rave, three hours of banging electronic dance music on a Sunday afternoon, a hundred parents, twice as many kids. All the kids are running around ripped to the tits on fruity pouches. So we got chatted to the guy, <laughs> lovely the guy, kid. friendly guy, for five minutes and then we wandered off. And ever since then, my wife has been stalking him on Instagram in order to pimp him to me as a potential friend. <laughs> like, check it out, Ollie's into martial arts and board games and, you know, you really like uh, board games and talking about martial arts. You should, uh, you should hang out. But suddenly it's reduced me to the position of, like, being a toddler on the first day of playgroup. She's going, go on, you'll enjoy it. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to, like that. It's not how men make friends. I have written, like, typed out and then deleted an introductory text message to this guy. I don't know how many times, because I have no idea how to package myself as a potential friend. I'm like, hello, mate. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> hello, who am I? I don't know who I am. <laughs> not fucking easy, man. It so, yeah, I think you should consider yourself very lucky. Yeah, because when it said the the parent play date, like when I go over Matt's house, it's always like basically telling them, go play in the living room because we're going to play like magic. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna that's play, awesome. We're going to do this stuff. And then, then they'll come in sometimes and be like, we want you to play with us. It's like any other time. Usually I'd be like, yeah, let's play. But I'd be like, mm -hmm. hey, we're, we're busy. Get out of here. <laughs> See, I always end up stuck talking to someone that I have nothing in common with. And it's like, you'll find your match someday. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, that brings us to Seattle Gummy Company. My prince will come. <laughs> Here's my match, Seattle Gummy Company. Every parent <laughs> needs a boost once in a while, especially during a fucking play date. Next time you got to psych yourself up for a mindless play date. Pop a pack of Seattle Gummy Company high-energy mocha shots. They work five, time fa five times faster than coffee without the jitters and are half the cost of coffee from one of those overpriced coffee houses. And they're click delicious. The and they're effective. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> click the link in the show notes and enter Stand Up Dads 15 to save 15% off your order. Also, send us those parenting stories, and we will send you some samples. That would be to the email. You should do that, yeah. Yeah, these it, at gmail.com. You so, want those mocha shots. Yes, you do. And we've had some people are buying them, which is awesome. Yeah, it's delicious. And I get some free ones, too. Yeah. I've got two bad dads. I've got a downer dad and a funny dad. So, mm, so you're going to end with the funny one? Yeah, but first gonna you're gonna kick this. me in the balls. Uh, with first, the I'm downer. gonna kick you in the balls with the downer because this guy's Damn such it. a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's just depressing. Father, 27, is charged after refusing to break open window of hot car to save his dying one-year-old daughter because of the cost. Oh my god! This was October 7th. Sydney Deal, 27, was arrested on Monday after refusing several efforts to free his daughter from a hot car, where she was trapped for about an hour. Oh my God, he should be locked in. That should be his way, his death. He didn't want to break the car window because of the potential cost to the vehicle. Oh my God. Yeah, whatever he gets. Uh, he was telling everyone, no, she's asleep and the air conditioner is on. It wasn't. <sighs> oh my God. Yeah. So people are sitting there like, break the window, break the window, man. Yeah. 
Well, the cops called and said, look, we'll call a locksmith. We'll call a tow truck, whatever you need. He's like, no, no, no. And then he took the time to call his brother. He was like, what the fuck do you want me to do? And he's like, okay, well, I'll break the window. And he's like, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Uh, so they finally got in. Unfortunately, the child was already deceased. So Wait, so she died? She actually died. So oh, my God. I know, such a fucking downer. And I, I'm just, super pissed at you. What the hell? Well, because it's, <laughs> oh I mean, my God. it's awful when you hear the ones about, I just forgot the kid was in the car or shit like that. And you feel yeah. horrible for him because. But he purposely didn't want it. And was more worried about his fucking car window than he was about mm, his kid. So his kid died. Whatever fucking time he gets in jail is not enough. Not enough. Yeah, he should never be let out. But more so, he should be stuck in a car and let, us, let him die. Sure. <laughs> no, stuck in a car, get him to the point where he thinks he's going to die. Get him out. Put him back in. <laughs> yeah. Get him out. Let him cool down. Get him back in. I can't in. believe she died. Yeah. Um, oh so it was fucking God. awful. And I just don't. Anyway, but on that happier note, yeah. teenagers tattoo Lance's father in court. This is from Australia. So the dad is the first to admit that he doesn't mind a doesn't mind a bit of ink on himself. So when his teenage daughter wanted one, he agreed, but the mom wasn't impressed. So let's see. This is his quote. Casey came to me and asked, "Dad, can I get a tattoo?" She said, "I really want a tattoo and I want to put the past behind me." The dad said, "I I've got tattoos, so I can't be a hypocrite." And in uh New South Wales, where this happened, minors are required to get written permission from a parent or guardian to get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was 16 and a half, and this was a Christmas present that she wanted. And a few months after that, he received a summons for court. Let's see. This was from the girl's mom, his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. She's taking legal action, pressing charges against Brad of assault, occasioning actual bodily harm. So she's saying that because she got a tattoo, she got bodily harm. Oh, my God. But what's the tattoo? She got like a little uh, dream catcher on her calf. Oh, my God. It's kind of funny that in Australia, they're getting Native American art, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, But this is the daughter says, he's the best dad I could ever ask for. He does everything for me, teaches me how to do stuff. I can go to him about anything when I need help. He's always there for me. As for the mom, it's a slightly different story. I haven't spoken to mom in three years. Oh, my God. So she's just lashing out. Yeah. So the girl's been living with the dad for three years and has not had any contact with the mom. So it's strictly just the mom trying to get back at the husband. Wow. So, and apparently, like, if this goes bad, he could spend five years in jail for this. Oh, my God. Yeah, the more serious charge of wounding a person with intent to cause grievous bodily harm was withdrawn in court. Oh my God, she tried to hit him with any, everything. Practically murder. Man. So anyway, I mean, I still think if you got a 16-year-old that wants a tattoo, say, hey, wait till you're 18. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you want to look out for them so it's like... They don't just go get something. You might not think this is a, because I remember when I was 16, 17, I wanted to get something with pot tattooed on me. (laughs) I'm so fucking glad I didn't do that. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I've got tattoos, but thankfully I can cover all of them and show them when I want to. Yeah. Anyway, email us at thestandupdads at gmail.com. Subscribe. And most importantly, rate us and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. That's what helps us grow. 
And Mike, if you wanted to hire someone to draw a picture of two moms showing each other their pubes, who would you contact? <laughs> I generally wouldn't draw something like that, but that sounds really funny. <laughs> <laughs> you go to pencilforhire.com, pencil, F-O-R, hire, or pencil for hire at Instagram or on Instagram. <laughs> Mike has a comic book out. Comic book? Well, yeah. a, collection. a collection. A collection of comic strips, yeah. It's called Clumsy Love. There is a link in the show notes. Check it out. It covers like five years of Mike's mm -hmm. life with his daughter and his wife when they were married and his cats. It is hilarious. I used to love to look forward to those things when they came out. Get it. Uh, when you're doing that, also click over to the other link for Eye of Mongombo, the graphic novel by Doug Gray. It is hilarious. You've got plenty of time. There's a quarantine going on. Check it out. And again, Seattle Gummy Company. Click the link in the show notes and enter the code STANDUPDADS15. Get 15% off your order. We personally love this stuff. It is stand-up dad tested and approved. Get yeah. shit done. And finally, listen to my side project, The Gag on This Podcast. That's run by Big Nick. We interview comics, have a wonderful time while we do it. And uh, this week we have... Shit, I cannot remember his name, but it's going to be great. Uh, check it out. <laughs> yeah, so this week, try and reach, get out of your comfort zone, say hi to another parent, and see what happens. You what's know, what's cracking me up is you're, we're recording this on Zoom, and mm -hmm. you have the virtual background behind you of the moon, but your cat keeps popping in. In and out. It in, in and out, and it looks so funny, man. Yep. <laughs> it's so. just like... Just pop it in to be like, hey. <laughs> She's just oblivious. It's awesome. Anyway, we will got talk to you guys next week. Talk to you next week. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>